Your brain might just help you learn something in more ways than one. Welcome to Dr. Gary Bell's Absurd Psychology. Dr. Bell is a licensed marriage and family therapist. He'll be your guide on this crazy exploration designed to bring life back into our existence. Can you become the element of change in an ever-changing world? Possibly, but you've got to listen on to find out. Now here is the host of Absurd Psychology, Dr. Gary Bell. Welcome everybody. All right. I decided after reading a book called uh, Many Lives, Many Masters, and it just was fascinating. It was basically a psychologist in Miami who, uh, and I can't remember his name, I'm sorry, um, but he basically had a, a client who he hypnotized and she turned out that she had like 84 lives with very vivid, vivid memory. And it was really fascinating. The book uh, just fascinated me. He's written a couple of others, but they're not nearly as, as impactful as, uh, as this is. But it really uh, enlightened me to the idea that maybe there is more to life beyond us. Maybe we do, uh, from a theoretical perspective, basically what happens is people tend to um, jump through one life to another, to another, reincarnate, and basically evolve. Their soul evolves over time with different lessons and things that we learn in each life. And to me, that's kind of, I don't know why, but it, it kind of checked in with me as like, I think I remember thinking this way when I was younger. And so I thought I'd, I'd do a show just to kind of deep dived into it and just kind of get an idea of what it does and how it works because there's a lot of people out there that do what's called past life regression therapy. And so there's uh, oftentimes these folks are Buddhists. Uh, oftentimes they're more uh, meditative and uh, not necessarily like Christians. But you know what? That this whole thing did not really rub against me as something that is against, you know, a faith. It seems like it's kind of locked together a lot of our faith. And uh, so anyway, just looking at it, you know, our mind is really prepared to experience the continuity of time, if you really think about it. You know, well, we're really truly only alive. And if you, if you listen to... Uh, the Power of Now by Eckhart Tolle, uh, it's, it's fascinating how he really puts it in a, in a nutshell that, hey, you know what? If you want change in your life, you have to do it in the now. You can't do it in the future. You can't do it in the past. You have to drop the seed right now, but do you have to be present? And that's existentialism, basically, that you need to live in the now. And if the more that we can clear our head of the past and the future, the more we can connect with the now, the better our quality of life will be and the more control and the more wisdom we will experience as we move through life. You know, our memory and our imagination can vary greatly from person to person, even if you can remember every detail from your life, nobody can recall how these events affected them. And the mind automatically filters out certain experiences out of normal memory. So, you know, what kind of stuff becomes unavailable in our own thinking? And actually, there's a lot of information that never gets stored in our memory banks and in the first place. And even more importantly, 
There are plenty of experiences that cannot be recalled because they're repressed. They're kept out of our awareness somehow. And, and these are the memories worth analyzing because they still are there. They're deep inside our mind and they affect our lives nonetheless. And you know what's fascinating also, uh, looking at Tolley again with the power of now, he was basically stating a very old Buddhist concept that your mind is what separates you from God. That, that our mind, we believe our mind is who we are. But if you clear your thoughts and clear it all out and just be here without thinking, you'll begin to discover and observe how your thoughts work and where they come from. But that takes a very stable, calm Mind, and it takes time to learn how to do stuff like that. For me, I am not got a calm mind. I have got a very active mind, and my mind tends to run my life at, rather than my existence. And we are souls living a human life. Well, our human life carries our knowledge, but our spirit is what actually drives us to use that knowledge, hopefully for the good. You know, hypnosis is one of the best ways to help people access these buried memories. Everyone has memories, experiences in their unconscious mind that they may not be able to recall, but still play a significant role. And so hypnotic regression is the process by which you enter a trance and recall material from deep inside that's normally not available from our conscious mind. And uh, Eric Erickson uh, a, a Freudian psychodynamic uh, developmental psychologist uh, basically invented all the developmental, not invented, but created all the developmental steps of our human life. But he did this with clients with hypnosis. And a lot of people don't realize that he practiced with hypnosis and, and being able to do some of this regression work. Hypnosis enables the mind to travel more easily across time and regression is the process by with which a, a hypnotist guides you back through time and particular events that may be affecting you and you may not even realize it how they affect you and all of a sudden you get a sense of reality and a sense of release where your brain does not have to have that trigger there anymore you know there's a number of effective techniques to fill, uh, facilitate it but the hypnotic trance basically enhances your ability to remember events that you otherwise couldn't recall. So a good question is, why is it difficult to recall some of our memories and not others? And, and a part of this can actually be attributed to, to Freud, uh, who described the function of the unconscious mind in a great detail. And, and although many of his theories have been widely contested, the idea that the mind is made up of different levels of awareness and activity, it has been substantiated by a lot of research and observation of countless experts in psychology. The thing about, uh, and sad thing about uh, uh, psychodynamic therapy is it's very expensive and insurance companies certainly don't cover it, not to a great degree. Um, they they want us to have a certain amount of sessions. They want to do it, you know, they, they want you to get everything done. You want to have a solid treatment plan. And psychodynamics uh, can open up doors to your childhood that you may have forgotten. Um, 
So regression can be used to help recall events from the other night or of a point of your lifetime, a traumatic period in your life. It can also help you remember specific details of an event, which even better, which also gives you a lot of understanding. But the real problem is that we all experience a lot of events, a whole variety um, uh, that were unpleasant, painful, embarrassing, too, too t- uh, tough to cope with which sometimes pushes these memories out of our conscious mind down into way into our unconscious, which is like a a hidden uh, reservoir. Um, You know, these can be traumatic experiences or just awkward ones that do not, you know, that we don't want to remember or we can't recall because they were repressed or, or just too traumatic. So everybody has memories buried in the unconscious, but most of these memories are not the scary, horrible, but some can be very uncomfortable to face. Many many of these more dramatic things that happen to you as a child are resting in your unconscious. But, you know, this, this really what we're trying to get to is the idea of how to get back into those other lives. And that is the most important aspect. You know, regression therapy is an approach to treatment that focuses on basically resolving significant past events believed to be interfering with your present mental and emotional wellness. So there's therapists who practice this approach and believe people seeking treatment for phobias, depression, intimacy issues, and a whole plethora of concerns can see improvement in their state of mind by revisiting and reliving early experiences that influence the development of these issues, which includes past lives. We may be caring, for instance, some people may be claustrophobic for a reason. Well, maybe they were locked in a container. Maybe they died in a prison cell. Maybe something happened. But sometimes these panic attacks are not understood by people and oftentimes it may be ringing an alarm from a previous life not even our current life and so this this is basically repression uh, theories and techniques of hypnotherapy and psychoanalysis has been uh, rediscovering uh, these past events to solve current conflicts and emotions that we may not understand why we have them and also people experience what are called somatic experiences, which is your body has pain, but the doctor can't find out what's wrong with you, but it's caused by your the psychology, but you may not be able to, in detail, find events in your life that steer you towards why you have uh, this, this uh, amount of anxiety that you carry. You know, as, as the works, of, and you, you know what's interesting also, in uh, regression in past lives, Oftentimes, it's found that souls tend to come back, uh, and this is theoretical, guys, but they tend to come back in, in, in clusters, meaning they kind of stay in a, in a group. And so you may have a son that used to be your father. You may have a, a, a daughter that may used to be your mother in another life. You know, it, so they tend to group up, and people tend to have that energy towards each other when they've had past life experiences. There's a welcomeness to each other's spirit that you can't really put words to, but that happens. So... Theoretically, there's three levels of consciousness recognized as regression. The conscious mind, which represents the thoughts a person is aware of having. The subconscious mind, which represents emotions 
habits, instincts a person is unaware of even having many times. And then the superconscious mind is also known as our spirit or our soul or a higher element of a person. It may provide a model for how that person wants to think or act in the world. Now, repression therapy holds that a person moves through life. They collect memories that they're stored in their mind, and some of these memories are accessible to the conscious mind, but other memories may remain subconscious. It's amazing that when people uh, fall into that hypnotic therapy and they get into that state, how clear, how much clarity they have in what they hear and what they see and what they think and what's going on. They're, and they even can recognize souls that they have in their current life that they've had in their previous life, in their life now, people that are in their life. You know, but it, it, it basically, uh, the regression therapy uh, focuses on areas of conflict with other potentially negative aspects of a person's life. With the, and the whole goal is to isolate the causes of the negative emotions and, and basically determine their cause in order to better address them. Here's another thing that was interesting in reading that, 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 that book, Many Lives, Many Masters, is the, the idea that if you have like a, an addiction like you know alcohol or drugs or whatever that is, you carry that. that. That's almost like a blockage of your spirit evolving. And basically what happens is you go into your next life and you carry that with you because you're not able to evolve. You're not evolving beyond and, and trying to gain more consciousness of yourself. You've been absorbed and you're, you're stunting yourself and your, your soul's growth by having addictions. I know this sounds crazy, guys, but you know there's there's uh, there's hypnosis. There's a preparation. Basically, they w what happens is they 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 conduct a lot of regressive techniques, express and release the emotions previously repressed, which is where the healing comes from, and then relearning and reprogramming the subconscious to make us more conscious, so that we can live more in the now and less in our fears. And, and so, you know, the, 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 basically, once these emotions are isolated and they're brought to the conscious mind, there's a sense of relief. And this all makes sense. I know it makes sense. But, you know, it's hard for us to wrap our minds around believing something like this. But believe it or not, over 25% of Christians actually believe in reincarnation, though it doesn't jive with the Bible. Okay. So regression therapy is, is, is basically uh, it's requires somebody to be specifically trained and be uh, experienced and to be able to post a, at least a, a certificate to say, yes, I'm, I'm, I've been doing this. I've done this before because it can be dangerous when you're messing with people's minds. You do not want to reprogram them in a way that they're not functional. If a person doesn't know what they're doing, there's going to be a lot of problems. Me, I would not know what I'm doing is doing hypnotherapy or any kind of past life regressive therapy. I'm not trained in it. But uh, it really has had a lot of success with people of varying ages and backgrounds. You know, one area which some consider regression therapy to be particularly useful is in treatment of significant traumas. And that 
can really help an enormous amount of a person's life, especially if they've been traumatized in a way that it affects their behavior towards their family, towards their spouse, towards their job. People might be able to settle down if they actually are able to get through that kind of stuff and get back to who they are. You know, also guilt and shame is enormous in our society. We all walk around with it. I know I do. And the bottom line is that kind of stuff can be relieved. That kind of stuff may have come from our previous lives. We don't know that. But we do know that we, our mind does have access to that kind of material if it is accessed. You know, um, and the other thing is thinking about this is really quite Delightful to understand that maybe our soul is in this continual cycle of a journey and that when we pass, we're not necessarily passing, but we're just moving to a different uh, state of existence. We're moving into another life and evolving with that life and hopefully, you know, uh, there's this uh, with with uh, with past life regression that Brian Weiss, that's the name of the, the guy that wrote, I believe wrote uh uh, the book on um, many lives, many masters. Uh, but uh, through past life regression, he says it's possible to heal and grow your mind, your body, your soul, as well as strengthen your present day relationships. And one of the most common signs of a past life is deja vu. You know, the sensation that you've met a person before, visited someplace previously. Sometimes this deja vu feeling is a sign of a past life with a particular person or a specific place. For example, uh, he had a patient that began having anxiety attacks while on her honeymoon in Greece. And when she and her husband left for Rome, the anxiety attacks completely disappeared. But when she saw Dr. Weiss... Uh, they did a past life regression and found that she had been killed in ancient Greece and her anxiety attacks stemmed from that lifetime, even though she did not know why at the time. All right, we're going to take a quick break. We're going to come back. We're going to do some more about signs and then we're going to talk about identifying. Come back. <laughs> Friend us on Facebook to keep up with what's empowering the world. Voice America Empowerment. Dr. Gary Bell is available for speaking engagements as well as teaching at your seminar or workshop and life coaching via telephone Skype or in person in the Seattle area. Dr. Bell brings his no-nonsense, straight-from-the-hip discussions each week on the show, but it doesn't stop there. Learn about motivation and psychology, one-couple marriage repair, a two-day workshop in Seattle, and more. Visit drgbmft.com today or call Dr. Gary Bell at 951-818-7856. That's drgbmft.com or 951-818-7856. Listen for Transformation for Success with Dr. Barbara Young. Her show topics cover creating lasting transformation in challenging environments and how creating change can have an impact on the success of individuals from a mind, body, and spirit perspective. It's going to be inspiring and uplifting each week. So tune in on Tuesdays at 12 noon Pacific time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel and also listen on the Voice America Business and Influencers channels. Transformation takes one step at a time. It's time. Friend us on Facebook to keep up with what's empowering the world. Voice America Empowerment. 
are tuned in to Dr. Gary Bell's Absurd Psychology. If you have a question for Dr. Gary or his guest, please call in to 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. That's easy enough, but if you want to send an email, it will take some thinking. Got a pen? The email address is drgbmft at sbcglobal.net. Or you can just click on Email Host on the Voice America page. Now, back to Dr. Gary Bell's Absurd Psychology. Welcome back, everybody. All right. So we're talking about past life. Yeah, we're talking about it from a psychological perspective. (laughs) And some people believe it. Some people don't. Some people believe in reincarnation. But the whole idea is, folks, you've got to keep your mind open. You just have to. I mean, it's important to keep your mind open. If you lock into your your own world into your own dogma, uh, you know, what tends to happen is we we live our human life, but we really don't associate or motivate our soul to take what we have and go live a passion and a purpose in our life. And our passion and purpose, quite frankly, may come from our past lives. And that's entirely possible. You know, if you've ever wondered why you have a a fear of heights or look into the eyes of a a stranger and feel like you know them, you know, the answers may be found in your past lives. And that's a possibility. Your dreams are so real. You know, sometimes if you feel like your dreams are so real, it's like you're actually there. You know, if you have vivid, detailed dreams of yourself in different times and places, that might be a past life memory emerging. You know, uh, Those past life recollections aren't always actual memories, but they may also contain symbols and metaphors that need to be interpreted so that their meaning and message can become clear. You know, those those symbols are are no less powerful than literal ones. And, And so if you think of past life scenes more as a poem than a historic text, that's important. You know, I remember... I I still feel this way through my whole life. I've always wanted to be on the ocean. I always wanted to be on boats. I love to sail. I love to, well, I don't know how to sail, but I love to be on like uh, uh, cruise ships and stuff like that. I just, being on the ocean is just, to me, it it just lifts my soul. And uh, the bottom line is, I don't know where that came from. I grew up in cornfields in Indiana. And to have that fascination, I even read all the books about the USS Constitution, all the clipper ships, all the warships. I was fascinated as a child, but I had no idea where this was coming from. But it just lit me up. And uh, bottom line is, I still feel that way to this day, now living in Seattle, where boats are. It's kind of cool to be around people, especially living in a a fishing village, which I do. And, And that's just incredible. I mean, the whole... Uh, uh, Arctic fleet comes out of our our, our little town. Uh, not it's in Seattle, but it's a it's a little village of a part of Seattle, little uh, area. You know, if, if you got a, a history without even trying, uh, you know, an A in history, by the way, uh, that those talents and abilities and those likes and dislikes and attractions and aversions also can be a clue about past lives. You know, if you don't have to crack open a book. And you actually can know the knowledge already that's in there and you didn't have to read the text. Doesn't that tell you something? You know, you might feel yourself being drawn 
to certain people or to certain cultures, uh, even if you never visited them. You might find you are able to learn certain subjects or prepare for a profession more easily than others. For example, a particular uh, foreign language might come uh, really fast for you, while others are very difficult. Or you may have an intense interest in certain historical times and events, such as ancient Egypt or Civil War period. You know, where does that stuff come from? Well, we don't know. We don't know, but it's possible this area may be where it comes from. Also, the idea of having a soulmate, doesn't that say something? It's very common to travel through different lives with the same group of souls, as I said earlier. And so those groupings, those soulmates or soul companions or soul families may come through our life. So we seem to, to learn our spiritual lessons and accumulate or resolve our karma with our soul groups. So relationships may change from life to life, but the souls are the same. For example, your grandmother might reincarnate as, you, as your grandson. Or, or in, in a sense, we never lose our loved ones because we're always being reunited either on one side or the other back 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 here in physical bodies but different bodies you know many many uh, cases uh, at least from dr weiss's perspective of soul recognition uh, uh, a lady's who mother died when michelle was a small child was conf- uh, comforted to find that she and her mother were together before the in the middle ages and they were husband and wife at the time is that bizarre yep it's bizarre So if you want to identify, the soul's not born. It does not die. That's what their theory is. And it was not produced from anyone. Unborn, eternal, it's not uh, uh, slain. The soul isn't when we die, but our body dies. And and there's a lot of certainty that uh, that, uh, you've been here for thousands of times before and hope to return thousands more. You know, we observe the principles of reincarnation everywhere in life, that the cycles of nature, day and night, uh, cyclic motion of the sun, earth, moon, solar system, climates. A lot of us get attracted to certain climates. Well, there's a reason. Perhaps this is why so many of us uh, 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 reincarnate and develop what's called intuition, something that resonates very naturally to you it's it's like the very essence of your life that that intuition gives you clues that maybe your other senses would never have given you we also see that our lives and and, and everything around us follows a fundamental pattern uh, that of change of growth transformation evolution and that's the evolution of our soul and the wisdom that our soul gathers in this life and how our wisdom is applied in this life can be extremely important. You know, uh, 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 it, and what's really fascinating is in a, a lot of the regressive therapy that people do in the past lives, when people are in the hypnotic state, they're not stressed out about their death. They're just kind of viewing it through a window. Uh, so that, that they're kind of separated from it in many regards and not experiences it as they did when they uh, were in that life. And so basically they're starting to develop more conscious understanding of who and what their makeup is. Um, you know, this – this uh, it, it's kind of called a parapsychology basically – 
Uh, but reincarnation and the concept of past lives has existed for thousands of years. And it spans back to the Celts, the Greeks, the Asians, Indian traditions. And the in these days, about 51% of the world's population believe in some form of afterlife with about 7% believing they were ultimately reincarnated. One of the most intrinsic beliefs of reincarnation is that most of us have lived many lives before, and sometimes we, we can actually remember the past lives. And these past lives and past selves we tend to identify with as extensions of ourself and even of our egos. And so, um, you know, reincarnation is, is of an individual self but it's only possible to the extent of believing your sense of self. Now, your ego is very real. There's two identities who are dwelling within two different physical bodies in the present, coming from their concept, from this basic concept. The past, uh, which, which is, is in truth the I uh, person, me, the, the responsible person, and then our identity of our bodies. So our souls are what carry our knowledge forward, and there's parts of our brains that, that do actually have access to that information if we want to gather it and understand why we have emotional reactions and types of uh, responses in our life that aren't appropriate or aren't explainable. When we understand uh, reincarnation as a maturation process or an evolution or a soulful energy, it follows that some of us have intuitively experienced different things in our lives that reflect on the age of energy known as our souls. And it's commonly believed that many of our personal characteristics, our experiences, our capabilities of this life reflect on whether we have lived before on the earth. You know, the soul. You know what's interesting, and I've talked about this a few times before, but my mom died on Christmas Eve uh, in an airplane crash with my stepfather. What's unbelievable is I was flying back to California from Boston and was flying over Albuquerque, which is where they crashed, at the time of her death. And I actually felt something Move through me, and I'm telling you the truth. It, it, I just felt a stirring in my soul, and I had to get up, and I was walking up and just basically pacing down the aisle, and then, then I finally came back and was able to relax, and I didn't know what that was. I didn't know that she was dead. I found out the next morning uh, when I woke up, and it was on uh, CNN, and, and so <clears throat> that was basically a very difficult moment, but I somehow understood that something strange had, had happened to me in that moment, and then I realized the next morning why it happened. You know, uh, when we have reincurring dreams, uh, uh, dreams are reflections of our unconscious mind, and when repetitive dreams may sometimes signify trauma, fear, or issues that your brain is trying to process, maybe it's unfinished business, repetitive dreams can also potentially be reflections of past life experiences. Many people claim to have experienced certain events, uh, seen particular people, or, or gone to specific places frequently in their dreams that feel very familiar and somehow recognizable. For example, some people have uh, a recurring dreams 
uh, of living in a castle and and have a distinct feeling of knowing very well that you've never seen this or been to that in your waking life. And so, you know, that's fascinating that we have that. I remember uh, my parents um, were playing cards with a couple in the kitchen. And I had one of those things that was a uh, basically uh, you flip the switch and then the next picture shows up and the next it's a round circle and, you know, it just flips through pictures basically. And it, the one that I was envisioning was the cow jumps over the moon and a whole bunch of nursery rhymes. And basically I was sleeping and in my dream that that wheel of pictures just kept turning and turning really fast. And at the very end, what was fascinating was I – saw an image in my mind of the man who was sitting in the kitchen with the, the of the couple that was sitting in the kitchen with my mom and dad uh, being in his in his car in his garage and I saw this image and then I got up and threw up now turns out a week later that guy died in his garage in his car turning on he had the engine turned on so he died from the the car the carbo whatever that stuff is and and basically died from it from the muffler and uh <laughs> you know i can't explain why that happened but that tells me that our brain has enormous amounts of potential if we really just recognize the fact that there may be more to life than what we're able to currently explain you know out of place memories there there are many many recorded instances of especially young children which seem to have a better ability to access this information who have out of place memories later proved to be oddly accurate in detail while out of place memories uh, could be due to, to simple fantasies or misunderstandings or incongruency in the ability to remember there's there's mounting evidence that suggests that out of place memories could reveal connections to past lives if you have a strong intuition that's the ability to balance the conscious and the unconscious mind and tap into your deeper, deeper uh, uh, wisdom and, and innate knowledge. And with that said, the more we soulfully mature, the more uh, closer we are to returning to the source known as nirvana or eternity or oneness or maybe heaven, you know, uh, from which our, our souls come from and from which the collective unconscious, a body of universal knowledge exists, you know, and if you look at that, if you feel like you're an empath, you know, empaths. Uh, I know you may not know this term, but they basically absorb the emotions and, and in some instances, the physical pains of those around them, literally empathizing with them or directly feeling and experiencing what others experience. And, and so, you know, empaths, they basically, uh, uh, they bypass their own problems and they hook into the empathy through empathy connecting to other people's problems and then they match up their feelings with their with the other person's feelings and basically are able to identify with that person in a way that most people can't you know precognition that's another thing it's also known as future sight or second sight precognition is the ability to obtain information about the future events that isn't usually available so precognition can be experienced through visions, through physical sensations, feelings, as well as dreams. And while they're considered quasi-scientific, the others 
pre-recognition is very real and, and could indicate a maturation of a soulful energy. You know, we're just exploring, folks, so don't freak out. But, you know, you, you, it's, 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 there's also retrocognition. And you probably guessed that retrocognition is the opposite of precognition. It refers to the ability to, to obtain information not usually available about the past events. But these past events could be in your our lifetime or sometime in the distant past. And that retro recognition, unlike pre-recognition, is not as easily to prove or verify. However, uh, uh, when those people have genuinely experienced it, they know it. They know it. It's more than just um, a feeling. It's a, it's real. And and so you know when people have that, and there you go to different places, different different types of people go to different uh, restaurants, go to different events. We tend to identify with that stuff, and and uh, also if you have a, a a a great unexplainable attraction for certain cultures, time periods is kind of a past residue. Maybe you know maybe there's a culture that doesn't match up with your life, but you connect with it. You just connect with it. And, um, you know, it, it's reminiscent of a certain place or, or an environment that your soul may have experienced in past lives, and maybe it needs some closure, and, and maybe it just makes no sense at all. You know, you may have to an inexplicable affinity for Asian culture or, or Ireland or, or Scotland or the 19th century or the 18th century. I mean, we may have these fascinations, and that's maybe because in our previous life we did not get the closure we needed. Also, the big one is unexplainable phobias and, and fears. You know, uh, people that live in their fear and their phobias don't, aren't even living. They're just coping with the life, you know, and it's sad, but a lot of people do that. And so, you know, you know, the, 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 the certain memories and experiences can pass on or leave residues in our childhood and our adulthoods from the past. Whether this is true or simply a form of problem bypassing, but many believe that we can experience echoes of past traumas in our own lifetimes and, and many times over overexpress the basic need for finally completing the circle and returning home. You know, the idea that people are born and reborn, that we all have past lives, has been around for more than 3,000 years and, and if you really discuss this type of subject, you, you can see it in Indian tradition, India, in Greece, in, in, in uh, Ireland. Reincarnation is a common thing, a uh, 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 theme among New Age people. And so those who believe in reincarnation say clues about our past lives can be found in our dreams, our bodies, our souls, our wants, our desires, our attractions, psychologically, emotionally, physically, the type of food we like to eat, all of that can come into play. All right, we're going to take a quick break. We're going to come back and talk some more. Change your world. Change your life. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com Dr. Gary Bell is available for speaking engagements as well as teaching at your seminar or workshop and life coaching via telephone Skype or in person in the Seattle area. Dr. Bell brings his no-nonsense, straight-from-the-hip discussions each week on the show, but it doesn't stop there. Learn about motivation and psychology, one-couple marriage repair, a two-day workshop in Seattle, and more. 
Visit drgbmft.com today or call Dr. Gary Bell at 951-818-7856. That's drgbmft.com or 951-818-7856. Listen for Transformation for Success with Dr. Barbara Young. Her show topics cover creating lasting transformation in challenging environments and how creating change can have an impact on the success of individuals from a mind, body, and spirit perspective. It's going to be inspiring and uplifting each week. So tune in on Tuesdays at 12 noon Pacific time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. And also listen on the Voice America Business and Influencers channels. Transformation takes one step at a time. It's time. Your favorite Voice America Talk Radio Network shows and hosts are in your car, outdoors, and wherever you need them to be. Listen anywhere. Get our mobile app for iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android at the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. You are tuned in to Dr. Gary Bell's Absurd Psychology. If you have a question for Dr. Gary or his guest, Please call in to 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. That's easy enough, but if you want to send an email, it will take some thinking. Got a pen? The email address is drgbmft at sbcglobal.net. Or you can just click on Email Host on the Voice America page. Now, back to Dr. Gary Bell's Absurd Psychology. Welcome back, everybody. All right, now let's talk about being able to put yourself without having to go to some therapist or somebody that specializes in this stuff. But, you know, tapping into memory, to be able to do that by yourself, and that's a possibility. Some people can steady their mind and calm their mind to peacefully be able to reach in and find these kind of memories. You know, the the concept of uh, the soul or the spirit after your death, begins a new life in a new body that may be human, animal, or spiritually depending on the moral quality of the previous life's actions. And so it really, that's, that's a doctrine which is a, a central tenet of Indian beliefs and Indian religions. It's also a common belief of various uh, ancient and modern religions such as spiritualism, ekakantar, uh, 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 it can be found in many tribal societies in places such as Siberia, West Africa, North America, Australia. And if this can be taken as true, there, there's an untold amount of knowledge a person could possess if they could only access it. So is there such a thing as reincarnation? Well, there are many signs that point to the answer that, yes, it could be something in your life. And they could be an affinity for a foreign culture and uh, pains that you have in your life that doctors can't figure out, uh, strange birthmarks. You know, these may be signs that explain away your medical or psychological or societal, you know, experts out there could just explain it all away. But having them in your life does not necessarily mean that they can't, can't be attributed to a past life. However, the idea that we all have lived before and will live again is one that holds a whole lot of potential. That's why I put this show out. You know, what exactly could you remember or learn? You, you'll never know until you try. And you must do a process. So, you know, the first thing you want to do, if you want to do this by yourself, 
you know, some people are control freaks. I understand. Uh, prep the room. Make yourself comfortable. Set the temperature at something that is perfect for your warm or cold. Adjust the light so that there, so that it's not too bright. Silence any noise like a TV, a radio, your cell phone. If you have a noise generator, turn it into something, a peaceful setting, loud enough to cover up the outside noise, um, but not loud that you'll be distracted. You know, a white noise setting is optimal, but something calming like sounds of the beach work well for some people. This is another thing to do. Relax your mind. Once you've got the set, you know, everything prepped, relax your mind, you know, go to a place of inner calmness. Just be. Don't think. Just be. This is why so many people have trouble sleeping is they think before they go to sleep. If you just sat there and focused on how am I breathing, just laid in your bed, how am I breathing, after about three minutes, your brain gets bored and it conks out just like a computer screen. You know, uh, but, the, but the bottom line is you have to sit comfortably in a room if, if you're carefully prepared. The best time to do it is when you're alert, but your mind and body are calm. And, and make sure you aren't hungry or easily distracted because that's you're going to lose your focus. And then relax your body. Pay special attention to, uh, you know, wh- how you're sitting or how you're, you're doing, how much strain is there on your body, whether you choose to lay comfortably in the bed, relax in a chair, sit on the floor. Before you begin your journey, take a special moment to relax and unwind. And then protect yourself. You know, if you uh, open yourself up to some kind of spirituality or spiritual energy, you want to be sure that your guard's up against, uh, you know, uh, negative things happening. I, I would say the devil or whatever. You know, there may be negative forces out there. So close your eyes and make sure you're comfortable. You know, uh, uh, imagine a, a white light all around you. See it in your eye, your mind's eye, slowing down, covering your entire body from your feet, your legs, your knees, your torso, your arms, your neck, your face, all in this bright light. And remember that this white light is protecting you from all the negativity so you don't feel vulnerable. And it, it basically represents love and warmth and enlightenment and in, in, in a, in a kind of a mist all around you. And you're kind of cocooned in it. And if you feel its warmth and invite it to wash over you, repeat yourself and and, and in every way, you know, I'm breathing in this energy. That's what how you want to basically induce the state of mind. And then you create a hallway. And, and that's basically uh, a place to go. And, and you'll be using uh, visualization. So you imagine yourself going down a hallway. See, now you're going on a journey and you're able to track your path. And you, and you process and proceed down that hallway, making every step count and take each and every one of them with purpose and focus on the steps and, and, and watch your feet touch the ground. And, and, and then that envisioning that is wonderful. And the smell of the room and the sounds of in your environment all of a sudden will take on a new light. And then you want to welcome a past life. And that's where we begin into this past life regression. And no matter what you see when you open the door, accept it as something 
from your previous planes of existence. Again, it doesn't matter what it is, whether it's a simple color, an entire scene, another being, whatever you see in, in there, build on it, feel it, hold the image in your mind and open to it, accepting anything that comes to your mind. The color may be a color. It may be a, a blanket or a wall. The scene may evolve as you go deeper into that. But you need to be patient. You know, you may see nothing, and that's okay. You know, it's time to refocus your mind even more. Think about a specific thing you've always loved doing, whether it's a hobby, a skill, a destination. Ask yourself these questions. Why do I like this? Can this be past life related? You know, if, if you still don't have anything, you know, there's a, 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 another method. Look at your feet in your visualization and focus on the first pair of shoes you see yourself wearing. You might see sandals and realize you're wearing a tunic. You might see little pointy shoes or realize you're wearing a big silk gown. Keep going with that if that's the way it is. That's how they describe going into this memory state, you know, and, and being accepting of what you see. And then eventually as you go through there, and you feel yourself in the past, you, you choose to believe what you see is genuine. If you don't, you will never get anywhere. So your analytical mind will simply shoot down every image as a product of your ogre eager imagination. So eventually you will come back to the present and you have to do that by allowing your conscious mind to take back over and come back in. That's how they describe going into these states of past life regression. That's what you would likely expect if you were going into a uh, somebody that does past life regression, hypnotherapy, or any type of stuff. You know, let's talk about Christianity because I'm a Christian. And according to data released by the Pew Forum on Religion and Public Life, and this was in 2009, so it's a while back, not only do a quarter of of Americans believe in reincarnation, but about 24% of American Christians expressed a belief in reincarnation. And this represents a significant deviation from the traditional judo-Christian narrative, which most Americans in the baby boomer generation grew up. When you were born, you lived, you died, and after a judgment, you went to heaven or hell forever. But the word reincarnation derives from Latin and literally means entering the flesh again. And the conviction is that is in, you know, it's a, it's a whole and it exists in every human and it comes back to the earth after death in a new form. So the fate of every person in this life and in the future lives is determined by consequences of good or bad actions from the past and the present, which we call karma. You know, uh, uh, since Buddhism you know, doesn't doesn't uh, uh, offer an imperishable soul. It does, and it doesn't espouse reincarnation as such, but rather the the transfer of death of karmic energy from one form to another. You know, while Christianity's understanding differs from a number of uh, significant ways that the Hindus and the Buddhists, you know, what's common is that all three recognize the the the, the liberation of salvation. And it's preceded by purification of some kind. And, and then there's, there's this uh, other thing that Christians and the Catholic tradition have called the waiting period, which is purgatory or hell. You know, the Bible makes no mention of reincarnation, but there are several passages that set forth 
that 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 may be something uh, like uh, there's a letter to the uh, Colossians that that uh, uh, Paul wrote the Apostle Paul when you were dead in your trespasses God made you alive together with Him, and when He forgave us all for our trespasses, erasing the record that stood against us with its legal demands, He set us inside, nailing it to the cross. And the letter to the Hebrews responds to the question uh, more than one lifetime by saying it's appointed for mortals to die once and after that the judgment. Yeah, that's all kind of vague. It's all kind of vague. And I'm not one to quote the Bible. I'm not really good at that. But, you know, the bottom line is it's it's possible, guys. And it's possible to open our minds up and to read into the potentials of what it is to be a human being. And it's entirely possible it's all a bunch of bunk. Uh, you know, there's some significant distance uh, differences between uh, Christians and Hindus and Buddhist perspectives regarding reincarnation and rebirth. There's also notable difference, say, the Hindu uh, uh, perspective of reincarnation and the one that uh, many Westerners may believe may be entirely different. You know, uh, with the with the Hindus, they believe the cycle of rebirth is generally a fearful thing and referred to the wheel of karma. And the wheel is tied to notions of guilt and punishment and evokes fright. And, and it's something people want to be liberated from as soon as possible. Here in North America and here in the Western Europeans, reincarnation is given a very different spin. It represents new and positive opportunity. And it's not a burden, but a comfort positively associated with new possibilities of self-fulfillment. So, you know, time and history, that's all. Uh, through our history, that's, that's where we have seen reincarnation show up time and time again in the dialogues that every human being of every generation has had in one way or another. And so, you know, th th there's th looking at how we live and the pains that we have in our life, they may not necessarily have a logical conclusion. And I would say it's worth, it's worth looking into our brain and looking elsewhere to other resources to see if this is something in our life or if it's just a bunch of our imagination. Whatever it is, there's probably something good that will come out of it. You know, once, I'm, once again, when you have those old familiar feelings or, or your dreams are re, just reoccurring and they're, they're, they're constantly there and they're so vivid or you got you know a history without even uh, living a history or you feel like you've married or met someone who is your soulmate, that may be one of those souls that came with you into this life and be open to that. Be open to it. I'm not saying believe it. Be open to it. It's worth it because it can transcend our lives and it could be a possibility. And that's what any good psychologist or therapist wants is healing. All right. I want to thank everyone for listening. I'd love to hear from you. You can do that on voiceamerica.com, the empowerment channel, Dr. Gary Bell's Absurd Psychology. Now remember, all the things I really like to do are either immoral, illegal, or fattening. That's Alexander Wolcott. <laughs> the average dog is a nicer person than the average person. <laughs> That's Andy Rooney. You know, wine is a constant proof that God loves us and loves to see us happy. 
That's Benjamin Franklin. And also Billy Sunda says, going to church doesn't make you a Christian any more than going to a garage makes you an automobile. Thanks for listening, everybody. That's our show for this week. Please join Dr. Gary Bell for another edition of Absurd Psychology next Tuesday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Now go impress your friends and family with what you've learned today and have them tune in next week so they can be almost as smart as you. 